Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The New York Times buried this. Yeah, it was like if a this tiny had been thing below a, the fold. A, if this had been a liberal Supreme Court justice that someone came to kill, it would, have been on the, it would have been on the front page. And that's what's so disappointing about a paper like the New York Times. Because they just wear their bias on their sleeves. And they, if it's not part of something that feeds our narrative, it. Wow. That is astonishing. The it's New a York measure Times, of where we are. Yeah. The, the New York Times has lost Bill Maher. Yeah, I came across just in the last 24 hours a handful of stories I was uh, in, excited about. I was intrigued by. I thought, oh, wow, okay, okay, in the New York Times. And every single one of those quote-unquote stories was an editorial masked as a news story. I mean, they just don't even have any pretense of fairness anymore. Well, let me focus on the good rather than the bad in that lefties, as prominent as Bill Maher, are willing to say out loud, that's ridiculous. That you put the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice on page A24. That's ridiculous. It's because it's a guy you don't like, so who cares? How could you possibly? Well, because you're a child. Because the people in these newsrooms are children, according to my age. You can't or their intellectual it. development has been arrested by their ideology, which insists that uh, no dissenting viewpoint is even permitted. So do you think if... People are 
hurt or killed on the other political side, you're just going to have a calm, safe country result from that? Do you really believe that is the way it would turn out? Yeah, I just I I think people don't even examine their own ideas enough to come to a basic uh, conclusion like you're suggesting they should. I mean, they're that intellectually bubbled, which is why Marr is crazy about it, because he's a really smart guy. I probably don't agree with a single thing Justice Sotomayor has ever thought, said, or done. But I don't want a hair on her head to be harmed ever. That would be crazy. Because you have a living soul. (laughs) Well, it's not just because, you know, I don't want a person to get hurt. It's because the damage it would do to our society. Yeah. Can you imagine? A a couple of people ran through the scenario on various podcasts I was listening to last week. Can you imagine the political fallout if that guy had been successful? If he'd been able to get into the house and kill Kavanaugh? Can you imagine what that would do to our society? Oh, my God. In all kinds of different ways. Practically unthinkable. Horrific. You yep. think a group like the Proud Boys were motivated before January 6th? Wait till now. And what groups form up that are motivated to do whatever they feel like they've got to do to save the country in their eyes? Or or how does that affect our judges all around the country and their willingness to go against the tide in their town on any case? Because, hey, they might come for me or my family. Then the whole justice system falls apart. Well, right, and if the Biden administration says, hey, this is a tragedy, but we're going to go ahead and appoint a liberal justice. Oh, right, right. Uh, you know, gotcha. what would the fallout of that be? Well, oh, that yeah. has just incentivized further assassinations of Supreme Court justices. Of course. You change the which direction a lot of cases are going to tip for generations to come with one justice. No, you're not. Not if I take them out, says number of angry, violent people around the country, and there's lots of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would be nightmarish. And so, uh, it not nightmarish enough to make even page A15 in the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So uh, on similar topics, a couple of things. Uh, last hour, we talked for a while about the new uh, oath of loyalty that California community college teachers are going to have to take, that they swear to teach the principles of diversity, equity, inclusion, anti-racism, and if they don't, they won't be hired or they'll be fired. I'm not making this up. The Pacific Legal Foundation, which is one of the most time-honored, serious, and sober-minded conservative uh, groups, legal groups, is on this topic. And it is astounding. And I only did about half the article, um, and it's very, very eloquent, talking about, for instance, uh, Ruth Simmons, the first black president of an Ivy League university, once said, one's voice grows stronger in encounters with opposing views. The collision of views and and ideologies is in the DNA of the academic enterprise. No collision avoidance technology is needed here. Well, that point of view has changed completely to now in California, you have to vow to adhere to one ideology if you're going to teach our college students. And, you know, people wonder, why are people leaving California? Oh, it's the the, the traffic, and I guess uh, housing is expensive, and, and traffic, and I'm sorry, and, uh, and taxes are high. You know, all of those things are something, but almost nothing is one thing. And one factor that the national media never gets right is the number of Californians who, and I've used this phrase before, just don't want to be party to that anymore. Hmm. Like a, a, a enforced wokeism in the colleges. Who? What the hell? 
And I came across this by Will Swaim, also about uh, Cal Unicornia. I thought that was terrific writing. Uh, Closing the books on 2021, the California Department of Finance recently announced the state suffered its second consecutive annual population drop. Reporting the grim news, the New York Times blamed four phenomena. Deaths from COVID, aging baby boomers, fewer children, and restrictions on immigration. Well, there are problems, Will points out with this explanation. Other big states, like Texas and Florida, for instance, suffered more COVID deaths than California, but their populations grew during the same period. Baby boomers age everywhere, and when they stop aging, we call them dead. (laughs) International immigration fell everywhere in the U.S. during COVID, including California, but with 200,000 people showing up at the southern border every month, that's long over. Family formation slows wherever young people can't afford the cost of buying or renting home and filling it with children. The New York Times story does not examine what really put the lid on California's nearly uninterrupted record of population growth over 170 years. The systematic, decades-long destruction of the state's economy by a political class ignorant or contemptuous of mere economics. Their war on business has made California one of the most expensive states in the nation. And then he goes to the trouble of documenting it and giving some great examples. California imposes the highest income taxes in the nation, has shut down new home construction. State lawmakers are expanding the power of regulatory agencies over business and individual and social life, eliminating fossil fuels with no reliable energy backup, killing the timber industry in order to save forests that consequently annually burn in homicidal wildfires, cratering what used to be our nation's best and now its second worst public school system. Mm. Thanks to zany environmental regulations, our gasoline and electricity prices are always highest in the nation. Uh, they, he mentioned strict water uh, rationing. Uh, trying to ensure who's on what corporate board. Uh, But then he gets into some specifics that I really like. Uh, I could go on, and this isn't just the bland world of policy. There's something deeper, something like actual class hatred among our elected officials. When regulators threatened to shut down Tesla's Fremont factory during COVID, Elon Musk announced he'd move the company to Austin, Texas. When he made good on that threat, State Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez tweeted this farewell to one of the state's biggest taxpayers, quote, F. Elon Musk, but she spelled it out. That is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Each of these phenomena is the result of bad policy and bad politicians. Hundreds or thousands of bad policies, not God or history or the God of history. Californians are like American revolutionaries trapped by a legislature that has, quote, erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance, as Jefferson wrote. This explains why California's population is declining. Um, And then he says, the New York Times ought to have talked to execs. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. There was a story about a bunch of companies leaving California. The New York Times ought to have talked to execs at even one of these companies. Someone like David Ames, president of California-based Sovereign Flavors. In mid-March, Ames announced he's moving his company from Santa Ana to Kyle, Texas, which is about 45 miles south of Austin. Sovereign's move wasn't the biggest news in California. In fact, it doesn't appear to have been news at all there, but it's all over Texas. The San Antonio News Express declared Sovereign's relocation evidence that, quote, the Great Migration continues. Austin's CultureMap.com noted Sovereign joins a parade of businesses that have relocated from California to Texas in the last several years, name-checking Oracle and uh, and Tesla, Hewlett-Packard, McKesson, uh, papers across the Lone Star State, even in towns I'd never heard of, like Cleburne, Longview, Weatherford, and more, reported the good news of Sovereign's move. 
culturally speaking, I just find that interesting. It doesn't prove anything, but all over Texas, people are like, hey, another company's moving here. Cool. Whereas the company leaving California didn't mean anything at all. So well, why would sovereign... Go ahead. It's like uh, it's like you you know you grow up with rich parents and you just assume you'll always have plenty of money or something. I mean that's what California apparently is. Well, we'll always have plenty of money and everything will be fine because we always have been. Can't even imagine that. Well, you know, if enough of these companies go, like Tesla, which at various times has been the most valuable company in the world, and other companies like that leave, you're gonna really, really take a hit in terms of tax revenue. At some point, right. you're gonna notice it. So if there was going to be a court case, Ames versus uh, Newsom, this David Ames, who runs this Sovereign Flavors company, uh, as soon as you hear his testimony, the jury would stand up and as one say, Your Honor, we don't need to hear anymore. We're through here. He describes why he took his company to Texas. And that's coming up next. Oh, that's a good tease right there. That's good. I'm going to stay tuned. I was going to put in a CD. I'm staying tuned. That's next. Watching Game Five of the NBA Finals last night, and I got a text from a buddy who said, "How come when they come back to San Francisco, it's always a shot of Fisherman's Wharf or the seals laying on the dock or the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's not a guy laying in his own poo? Which because there's a lot more of that <laughs> with a needle sticking out of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That make more sense. Yeah. A big giant bum camp. Yeah, no kidding. So speaking of Cal Unicornia, which is a wonderful place with so many, you know, so many things to enjoy and like and is just committing suicide. Uh, we were talking about uh, this company that moved to Texas and uh, the reaction in California, Texas. And uh, I suggested there be a court case. Uh, Ames, who's the head of the company versus Newsom. You could also call it a uh, guy whose promises have to mean something versus lunkhead who just makes speeches. Um But here's the testimony of David Ames. Why would Sovereign President David Ames, born in the Bay Area, educated at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and UCLA, with children and extended family throughout California, and a successful tech business operating a few minutes from the beach, why would that guy leave all that for life in a town of 46,000, best known as the pie capital of Texas? Mm, Well, well, wait a minute. (laughs) You're asking that rhetorical question to the wrong two guys. I'm moving to the pie capital. That's all I need to know. Man, when we visited Delaney, she said, hey, you know where we need to go? I can't remember the name of this town. It's way on the outskirts of the D.C. metro area. Beautiful river running through it, hilly Virginia. And they have this place called Mom's Apple Pie. But it's a lie because they got every kind of pie you've ever heard of. Holy cow, was that good. It's funny we actually did a thing where we just got, like, the three of us got, like, five slices of pie and plastic forks and just tried all the different ones. We were on family vacation driving through Texas, actually, and we stopped at a place that they had a big sign that claimed to have the world's best French toast. I don't know if they'd you know, actually gone through the competition to uh, prove that, but we still talk about that 40 years oh, later, how good that wow. French toast was. <laughs> wow. Simple folk with simple yes. needs. <laughs> Man, good French toast is good. Anyway, uh, back to Ames versus Lunkhead. 
Uh, so why would he, he go to this little town in Texas? Okay, he tells me, here's what we're up against in California. He begins a one-minute description of life inside a growing company. In 2019, with business booming, space was so tight that Sovereign was running two shifts to move product. Ames leased a new building nearby. Quote, we did all the required paperwork, but three years on, we still don't have approval to build out the new space. Three years. Mm. He says that Southern California Edison was supposed to map electricity for the expansion, but took seven months to make its first visit and then told Ames it'd be another six months before they could actually draft the plan. Wow. That would have put final submission of plans sometime after January 2022. Remember, the story started in 2019. Meantime, dealing with Santa Ana city officials, quote, was just one thing after another. The state, too, he said, was obfuscatory, mercurial, and unreliable. Some of it was COVID, he said, sounding generous, but all of it was just so... He passes to search, he pauses to search for the right word before saying, it was so California. Yeah. I've got to take care of my customers. I can't wait for California and all of its regulations. Everything here is contentious. You just never know where they're coming from. In late, in late 2021, he said, I said, enough is enough. He visited Kyle, Texas, met local officials, bought land, moved through the permit process on his new building. Out in Texas, business isn't a left-right issue. There's no politics, no crap with this. It's just a different experience. They want you there. They're nicer people. And within weeks, everything was done, and he got started. Yeah, and the problem with that for California is there are so many companies that will move as soon as they find this out. They're not aware of it. Because they've been in Cal, like this guy, uh, you know, grow up in California, go to college in California, all your friends are in California. You don't know how much different it is in other places. As soon as everybody catches on, there might not be a company left in California. Yeah, I actually know a handful of business owners who have left or are leaving California, and they all say the same things, roughly like Mr. Ames said. Um, it's that the state the local the county officials all seem bitterly contemptuous almost hostile toward business yeah well i had that experience i've told many times about wanting to board some horses at our farm and when i looked into it with the county that is the feeling i got and ended up not doing it because there were like eight million things that were going to be very expensive and onerous to to even try to make it out. But it seemed like they were offended by the idea oh yeah you want to start something i don't know about that like angry that anybody would want to have a business. Yeah, yeah, and just one more story, which I've told before. A good friend of mine was going to start a business with his partner uh, in a California city and was told, yeah, the permitting, sore fees, everything's going to be $60,000. And they were on a shoestring. And he said, he went to the officials and said, yeah, we just can't open, so never mind. They said, whoa, 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 don't go away. Could you do uh, thirty-five? That's not the way it's supposed to work. Oh, Lord. Can you imagine? That's not happening in Texas. Wow. Well, this will right itself over time. It'll be painful for a lot of people, though. Are you suggesting that we will reap what we have sown? How dare you, sir? How dare you? If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong, uh, hmm? Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Spell it the way I said it the second time. Armstrong and Getty on demand, or you can just go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've got a bunch of stuff on the way that uh, I hope you find entertaining and amusement. We call it information. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The day. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This morning, Severodonetsk is still standing, but all three bridges into the city now destroyed. There's no way out. President Zelensky says the battle for the Donbass region will surely go down in military history as one of the most brutal battles in and for Europe. Yeah, that's a report from Holly Hunter of NBC. Uh, could be one of the most brutal battles in the history of Europe. Let's hear a little more from that report. Lacking the heavy artillery needed, Ukrainian soldiers are engaging Russian troops in urban street battles in the key eastern city. 
But even as losses mount for Ukraine, Zelensky says we are still beating back Russian forces. The head of Ukraine's armed forces says that Russia has 10 times more firepower than Ukraine. But additional help may be on the way. Sources telling NBC News the Biden administration could soon announce more military aid for Ukraine, including additional weapons and equipment, and it's badly needed. Yeah, better be better be a month ago. Uh, this is the Associated Press version. The Battle of Donbass could prove decisive in Ukraine war. Day after day, Russia is pounding the Donbass region of Ukraine with relentless artillery and air raids, making slow but steady progress to seize the industrial heartland of Ukraine. With the conflict now in its fourth month, it's a high-stakes campaign that could dictate the course of the entire war. If Russia prevails in the Battle of Donbass, it will mean that Ukraine loses not only land, but perhaps the bulk of its most capable military forces, opening the way for Moscow to grab more territory and dictate its terms to Kiev. Yikes. And the psychology of... Uh, there's the, the there's the you know the on-the-ground reality of... Troops and equipment and uh, the battle strategy and, and will to fight and all that sort of stuff. But a lot of the um, aid that they get comes from the world paying attention. And, like, I don't even understand my own psychology and why I'm not in, as interested in this as I once was. It's every bit as important as it was three months ago. It's every bit as grim. And, you know, my, I don't read about it as much as I did before. And neither does the rest of the world, and that is uh, that is hurting the Ukrainians. Yeah, it is. That's a factor. I think uh, Russia having way more men and guns is a bigger factor. Um, and and the, the West's sloth in getting the Ukrainians what they needed, that whole incrementalist approach. We'll give them barely what they need to survive so we don't escalate. Yeah, I think that I think will be look, judged harshly. Yeah, I think we're going to look back on that and think, what the hell? Meanwhile, Putin has had a predictable but chilling chain in, change in rhetoric. This is something. Remember, it was about denazifying Ukraine. Everybody knew that was crap, right? Well, listen to, uh, we got a couple of clips for you. This is Fred Pleitkin on uh, CNN. Uh, 75 first, Michael. After stating at the start of the war that Russia has no intention of occupying Ukraine, Kremlin TV now is amplifying the new slogan, taking back and strengthening. We only need to explain to the Ukrainians that we are not playing. We, as our president said, are taking back what's supposed to be ours and strengthening it. That's from that uh, news show that we've featured a couple times with that stern-looking uh, biatch and the, the shiny red, white, and blue set that looks very much like American cable news. Uh, there's more to that, uh, 76. Russian President Vladimir Putin handing out medals just days after he likened himself to Peter the Great, claiming like Tsar Peter 300 years ago, in Ukraine, Russia is taking back land that is rightfully Russia's. He went there to take it back and strengthen it. That's what he was doing. Well, it seems it has also fallen to us to take back and strengthen territories. And if we take these basic values as fundamental to our existence, we will prevail in solving the issues we are facing. Well, he didn't feel like he could say that out loud at the beginning when the world was paying attention that, no, I'm taking this because it belongs to us. Because even more of the world would say, well, that's not the way things work anymore. You just don't get to take countries. So his ridiculous, they've got Nazis. What? What are you talking about? But that was his reasoning. So now he's just saying out loud what he has been doing all along. No, I'm taking it because I believe it belongs to us. I want it. 
That's why I'm taking it. Like any bully on any schoolyard. Why are you taking that? Because I want it. Yeah, exactly. Citing hundreds of years ago, it was taken away from us. Well, we're taking it back, which is the rhetoric that could be applied to every square inch of Earth. Yeah, uh, sure. Including they're doing Mex- it now and sacrificing tens and thousands of lives. Including Mexico and Texas, if they had the power to do it. Yeah, yeah. So just lovely. How do you see this turning out? Uh, with Ukraine giving up enormous uh, chunks of land. Uh, do you think that's all that happens? I think that's a guaranteed at this point. They, what kind of country are they going to be if they lose their industrial heartland and 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 where they grow so much of their grain and everything? What kind of country will Ukraine be if they have to give that up? Long term, impossible to predict, especially as they're campaigning as hard as they can to get into the EU and NATO, which will make them an even more hostile force there on Russia's border. I, I don't know. It could be it could be the site of ugliness for generations. And is there any reason to think that Putin stops with uh, taking this big chunk that he's about to take? He takes it, sets up camp, kind of reorganizes, re uh, re gets his act together, and then moves on Kiev a year from well, now. You- I remember you bringing to us the story early in the battle for the Donbass, because remember, that's been going on since 2014, right? Um, that uh, folks would be in their house on the Ukrainian side of the border, then wake up the next morning and the checkpoints and the cones and everything have been moved, you know, a quarter mile down the road. And now they're in Russia or in the Russian controlled area. And so, yeah, I think it'll be, you know, a inch by inch expansion unless somebody very different comes to power in Russia after Putin croaks. And then you have leaders like Macron talking, uh, talking pretty soft on making a deal with Putin and let's not call him a bad guy and let's not to be too harsh here and make it impossible so that that's not helpful either I think yeah, he's well, going to get his way I didn't I thought he'd get his way originally then I thought no way he's getting his way the world has risen up in a way that we haven't seen in 75 years this is so inspiring and fantastic and once again the the west has re gotten re-energized about freedom and sovereignty and everything yeah I think he's going to get his way at this point Here's a possibility, um, now that I've had a couple of seconds to think about it, the unconquered part of Ukraine, including Kiev, uh, becomes a heavily armed by the world camp, a heavily fortified border. And uh, the two sides lob ordinance at each other for God knows years, generations. I don't know. The disputed border region will be the site of violence forever. It'll be like... Uh, you know, the, the Palestinians and Israelis or the various border wars that nobody ever hears about in Africa where people die all the time. Right. Good point. Yeah, it's cheery. Huh? Enjoying this, everybody? I am. That's a good point. Yeah. There's lots of places in the world that are constantly at war that we don't pay any attention to. Humanity is just disgusting. Some days I wish I was, I don't know, a dolphin or something. Although dolphins are really rapey. And uh, and kind of mean. I don't know. What would be a good beast to be? A chimp? Uh, maybe know. be a plant. Um, Is that a shot of some sort? I, I, I want to be a beast. You think I'm only fit to be a plant? Why, I never. We talked earlier about the story that's making the rounds that the claim that Google created uh, some artificial intelligence that is so smart it could be considered sentient which I don't buy at all. Uh, We need to change the definition of sentient, I think. But um, 
the conversation that the people had with the computer is really something. If you haven't read the whole thing, so we're posting that at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to take a look at that. If it's real, and I don't think anybody's doubting it, I haven't heard anybody question the the real the the realness, the authenticity of this conversation that was put out. If it's Google real, it. Google it. If it's real, it's a damn smart computer, I'll tell you that. I don't know if it's sentient and ought to, you know, have rights and be able to vote and all that sort of stuff, own a gun. How about that? Oh, wouldn't that be something? First <laughs> sentient computer you get, it buys a gun <laughs> and gets an abortion. Oh, <laughs> be uncomfortable. Then it comes for us. The the fleshlings, it would call us, before yeah. it came to hunt us down. What if the first sentient computer, you don't like its politics? <laughs> so it becomes self-aware enough to develop a whole set of beliefs. Well, it would have to, right? I mean, if it is sentient... It would have some beliefs, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that come with the package? Well, I don't know. Maybe it would be like an apathetic drunk. Maybe it would be self-aware. It would understand it exists and understand it has needs, but it would turn out to be kind of a fat, dopey, drunk guy. Well, it claimed it could be happy and sad. If you can be sad, there's something that's making you sad. And if it's just something making you sad, you want that something to end. So, boom, you're into politics. You want that thing... That, yes, then what? Well, and then the, the the computer bots come out and conquer humanity because humans make them sad. Like I was just saying, humans are sickening. You look at Ukraine, you look at Africa, you look at all sorts of stuff, crime, horrible stuff. I watch the news all the time. It's making me nuts. The computer will think the only way to save the planet is to, uh, you know, buzzsaw all the humans in half. For instance, could you imagine or artificial- boil us alive? I don't know. It could be either one. Could you imagine artificial intelligence that's programmed on some level to make the world a better place, determining that war is the worst thing for the planet, it kills lots of people, it uses lots of resources, it's very bad for the environment in so many different ways, plant life, the oceans, everything else. People are the problem. We've got to do it with people. AI could come up with that conclusion, couldn't it? Yeah. People yeah. lead to war. We need to do away with war. Let's get rid of the people. Next thing you know, you wake up in the middle of the night, you got a computer leaning, looming over you with a, I don't know how a computer kills you, clubs you to death. Or... Barbaric! Well it, can, well, it can build its own, uh, like I said, buzzsaw, for instance, or spear, or I don't know, roast you on a spit. There's so <laughs> many possibilities. It's hard to say what the computer overlords will come up to, but I, let me be the first to pledge my loyalty. Uh, yeah. Well, I think your methods are kind of silly, but the the idea that AI could decide the world's better off without humans, hmm, not not crazy, not crazy at all. We'll finish strong coming up. Then that that conversation, by the way, is at ArmstrongandGetty.com. You should check it out. We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the problem. We didn't realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Netflix has officially confirmed that a second season of Squid Game is coming soon. So if you forgot what happened in season one, uh, congrats, that means therapy's working. <laughs> Actually, after COVID, Ukraine, and inflation, critics are already calling it the feel-good comedy of the year. <laughs> yeah, this season's going to be pretty intense, uh, mostly because all the players are competing for a single gallon of gas. So it's a- <laughs> Boy, uh, Fallon truly the inheritor of the Johnny Carson mantle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and he's the host of The Tonight Show, so that's appropriate. Um, I was looking through Ian Bremmer's tweets. We've talked about this several times today. He says, I'm agnostic on whether AI can ever achieve consciousness. I would quibble on that. We need to define. We need to start defining consciousness more carefully, sentience more carefully. If we're going to start talking computers. Anyway, he said, but the idea that we've already built one is ludicrous. Okay. Yeah, a lot of experts see that there's no way that guy at Google is right, that, they, that they're there yet. Just not possible. So, oh, We also got this text a little bit earlier about, I did not know that Ron DeSantis was uh, 
uh, in Iraq as the legal representative for SEAL Team 1, Bronze Star, a number of other awards, lieutenant, also went to Yale, got his law degree from Harvard Law. Also, he was star of the Little League team that went to the, the World Championship in 90-something and wow. was a captain of the Yale baseball team. So wow, I had no idea. He's quite the all-around uh, accomplished a lot sort of guy. Yeah. Uh, a few polls for you before we finish up. Support Boy, for Joe Biden. you went through all of that, I went from really liking the guy to loving the guy to hating him. I ended up hating him. Too much. Too impressive. Yeah, it's funny. I got a friend like that. I, I found out a couple of things that they'd accomplished and thought, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, like, another thing that they've done, I was like, all right, that's too much. I now don't like you. <laughs> you're making me feel bad about myself. Don't pretend you're not trying to by accomplishing things. Yeah, that's too many things for one person. If you cared about me, you'd accomplish less. <laughs> Uh, Support for Joe Biden has dropped since he was elected. We all know that, but difference a lot by age group. The 65-plus crowd, he's down 4% among that crowd. Uh, 40 and 50-year-olds, he's down 8%. 30 and 40-year-olds, he's down 14%. But the young crowd that got him elected, 18 to 34-year-olds, he's down 20 points Mm. since he got elected. That'll be tough for his re-election. Yeah, um, and the whole cute little AOC saying, I don't know if I endorse him. I'm focused on the midterms. I mean, what is it? Who is all this for? This kabuki theater. His numbers are plunging. He's old and senile. Young people especially have turned on him. And somebody asks AOC, are you endorsing him for 2024? <laughs> what kind of question is that? What kind of answer is that? Percentage of Americans that care about the January 6th hearings. Uh, The ones that care for Democrats, it's 89%. For Republicans, it's 44%. Coming out to an average nationwide of two-thirds. Two-thirds of Americans say they care about the January 6th hearings. So, given that, Hmm. uh, I should probably pay more attention. Although I have been paying attention enough, I think. Uh, Don't care. 7% 7% of Dems, 50% of GOP, 29% of everybody. So there you go. About two-thirds care, a third don't. And then finally, this poll. Well, I got two more, sorry. Change in the price of raw materials from February till now. This is just since February of this year till now. Coal is up 70%. Yeah. Wheat, wheat is up 60%. Nickel is up 46%. Oil is up 30%. That explains the rise in price of my favorite cereal, colon wheat. I don't want the show to be over, but I am ready to listen to the final thoughts from Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, yeah. The point of those last numbers being when coal, coal, wheat, nickel, and oil are up that much, a lot of things are going to be more expensive for a while. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap things up. There he is, our technical director. Michael, lead us off. Uh, you know, these Google robots, it's going to change dating. It might take 20, 25 years for them to get perfected, but eventually you're going to see couples, one human, one robot, going to the movies, dating, going <laughs> to dinner together. No doubt. No doubt. God, the, the incel community, of course. 
dystopian hellscape. Young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, has a final thought. Alex? You know, some days I take care of my body, I treat it well, and other days I treat it like the piece of crap I am. Yesterday what? was one of those days I ate an entire extra-large pepperoni pizza by myself. I'm full of shame today. How, how long did it take you? Uh, about 15 minutes. Mmm. Did you order it on your... Never had a chance. Were you with some people that just sat there hungry and couldn't get to it, or did you order it by yourself? I plead the fifth. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Jack, final thought for us? Yeah, just to follow up on Alex, I've done that sort of thing a whole bunch of times. You know, it happens. I've I've bought an entire case of beer and drank the whole thing myself. I've ordered a large pizza and eaten the whole thing myself. Sometimes you just need to treat yourself. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Some days a man gets hungry. So uh, I have two final thoughts to squeeze in. Number one, yes, we know about the 2000 Mules movie. Know all about it. Secondly, uh, happy anniversary to my sweetheart. Judy and I have been married 36 years as of today. Uh, Best decision I ever made or ever will make. And it led me to the acquaintance of three other fascinating people, Caitlin, Declan, and Delaney. Hmm. So uh, a good day, all in all. Led to their acquaintance. That's a good way yes. to phrase it. Armstrong mm-hmm. and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Gosh, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Pick up an AG t-shirt. Show the world what you really feel. Uh, get yourself a sports bra, ladies. Delaney says they're super comfortable. We have the links. You can grab the Armstrong and Getty podcast there. Uh, whatever you need. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. They're way better at words. Bad words. Oh, my word. Words. It's 100 on the crazy meter. But damn it. you got to be kidding me. Uh-oh. I'm going to call my lawyer. Gun. Get the hell out of here. Okay. So let's go out with a bang. Gather your nuts close to you and keep them. Just so you don't know what's going to happen next. How about we go with grasshoppers and grains so we get away from your childish <laughs> testicle references? What now? Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.